Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. I burped. I'm sorry. <laughs> please, cut, please cut that out. Mr. Producer. <laughs> oh, good oh, Lord. No. Oh, man. Um, Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Old Hollywood Realness, the only podcast dedicated to the glitz and glamour of Hollywood's golden era. That's right. I'm one of your hosts, Philip Estrada. And I'm the other host, Kathleen Nall. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. I'm yeah. pretty excited about this movie. Um, oh, this a, is, uh, I've been really looking forward to this, actually. I'm like actually kind of nervous because like, I feel like this is one I truly, like I've been watching since I was a kid. And uh, so it's like, it's really special to talk about. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is actually my first time seeing this movie. I'd what? Never seen that. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Ex- wow. I should probably preface this episode too. I'm getting over a head cold, so I probably sound like some sort of weird fish man thing, where I sound like I'm underwater. <laughs> so it's not the audio; it's actually my throat. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> um. Yeah, but at least um, at least no, at least you can't catch it through your earbuds, right? Yes, that's true. <laughs> it's always good. Long distance um. casting. It's hygienic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're like the two boys. We're like the boy in the bubble and the girl in the bubble. How is it in your world out there, Philip? <laughs> hey, what was that from uh, from Superstar? She's like a world of plastic for you and me. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Cool. So oh. why don't you introduce this movie, Kathleen? Yes. All right. Well, we watched The Court Jester. Um, yeah. And it's it's an amazing movie. Um, 1955, uh, Paramount Pictures. Um, I, it's, it's one of my personal favorites I've been watching since I was a kid. Um, it was done in Technicolor. So it's just in glorious, glorious color. And it's in oh, something sure. called VistaVision, which was sort of like, um, I guess, Cinemascope, Ooh. like the, the Paramount <laughs> version or Universal version of uh, um, uh, Cinemascope. So anyway, so it was done like big and it was meant to be seen big. And um, it's also just like like a little kid's world of like what a renaissance fair could be and it's just amazing <laughs> it's it is amazing like 1950s it's medieval mary blair disney sleeping beauty realness it is great <laughs> and, it really is it yes super cute Yes, and and it's it stars Danny. Oh, sorry, it stars Danny Kay, and he actually made it. Um, it is his movie with his own production company, uh, named after his daughter. The was it Dina Pictures, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Anyway, it stars Danny Kaye um, as uh, Hubert Hawkins, uh, Glennis John as Mae Jean, Basil Rathbone as Sir Ravenhurst, Angela Lansbury as Princess Gwendolyn, Cecil Parker as King Roderick I, and Mildred Natwick as Griselda. Oh my and god, this is like a hell also of a lineup. So on the side, um uh the guy who played Alfred in Batman, um he's also he, like one of the side characters of just a little sorry. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, so cool. Robert Napier, I believe. Yes. And one of the guys oh, wow. who dies from the poison. So <laughs> Oh what a <laughs> Yeah. It's literally a cast like a cast of thousands, even in the extras. <laughs> or like yeah, it really was. <laughs> Yeah, and the director was uh, Melvin Frank and Norman Panama. The costumes were done by Edith Head and Yvonne Wood. Oh, well. Yeah, yes. this movie has got some fucking amazing costumes. It's amazing, so cool. Amazing it's, costumes. It's so cool. It's like, I feel like the whole vibe of this movie is like Edith Head and Yvonne Wood just kind of went to the like went to the museums and stuff and just looked look at ta- looked at tap- tapestries yeah i don't know why i couldn't say tapestries <laughs> um, and was j- they literally just like okay that's what we're going to look like it's going to look super bright super crazy super like like kind of like oddly weirdly flat like ever all the costumes felt very like paper doll in a yep. fun way like it was so cool i loved yeah. this whole movie it was like I, such I th- a Philip, joy to look at i i agree and i think they did just that and then they watched sleeping beauty a lot because oh, that yeah. would have already come out and i swear to god it is just it is so much it is like sleeping beauty come to life and i am totally okay with that <laughs> it's like a 55 or 1955 version like live action. it is it is wonderful. great it is a wonderful wonderful movie it's a wonderful romp um and, uh, and again danny k uh, at his finest i think it might be one of my personal favorite danny k movies it's like that and like mary andrew i think probably my favorites of of his but like yeah this movie is just amazing and everything and angela lansbury which for those of you who maybe have never seen her in anything Maybe Murder She Wrote, or uh, you know her as Mrs. Potts uh, in Beauty and the Beast is the voice of Mrs. Potts in the cartoon. But uh, I grew up, you know, watching Murder She Wrote. Love that. But I mean, um, it's and, you know, it's a brute that show. Like, don't get yeah. me started on Murder She Wrote. It's yep. amazing. So if you love you some Murder She Wrote, you <laughs> can see Angela Lansbury at thirty years old playing a beautiful, beautiful princess and. Um, what I think is really interesting is that even at that point, she was sort of getting typecast as playing older roles. Um, a few years after that, she actually did another one of my favorite films called The Mentoring Candidate. And she plays like the mother from hell. <laughs> and she plays a mother to a guy who's like a grown man, like a soldier. And and she's actually was only three years older than the actor who played her son. So she was like constantly put in these roles where she was like always older, but like in this role, she just gets to be her age and she's gorgeous. And she is so princessy looking and she looks like sleeping beauty for real. Yeah, but like, I love, I love in this movie though, that she has like a straight up mean streak. In this. Oh, she's she terrible. Like, she's a like terrible a, person. She's <laughs> like a straight up bitch where he's like, yeah, Damn, girl. I mean, she's, she's totally a product of her environment. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but she's not the brightest crayon on the box, and you know, she's no. she's actually a little on the sociopath side, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But when you're bartered around like a piece of meat all the time or a piece of property, then I guess that'd make you a little cray cray too. So, just saying. <laughs> but that's what I love about this movie. Like this is this movie. I'm sure. 
I, I don't know for a fact, but it, it has to have been an inspiration of to like Mel Brooks. I'm a huge fan of Mel Brooks movies, but it, it's done in that vein of like making fun of historical films and making fun of yeah. these big, broad, bravado type gonna, films. And it was, I was gonna delicious. Say this, <laughs> I was going to say that this feels like, it almost feels like a Bugs Bunny cartoon in a way where it has like all the characters' costumes feel like very cartoony and all the acting mm-hmm. feels like the action feels cartoony and then, but everything, but it's because it's all so earnest. It, it actually like makes sense. It doesn't feel weird or it doesn't feel like out of place because no one's they're all in on the joke you know yes, it's, it's, exactly. it's so good it's like it's so interesting yes. and well, that's even well, something it's just entertaining yeah you know? it, no totally and like that's actually something it's funny i was talking to my mom about this movie the other day and telling her about how we we're gonna <laughs> do this and because i had some questions for her um you know and because uh, she loves this movie too and um uh you know i'd even asked her like um about like well you know gosh like this movie you know i'm looking at the facts about it and everything it was like it was the most expensive movie of its a comedy of its time like ever mm-hmm. and yeah. it was almost four million dollars to make but it actually only grossed a little over two million dollars in the box office it was like a complete yeah. flop and yeah. i even asked her because my mom was born in 1950 and i was like hey like i mean i know you were young at the time when this came out because you know it was 19 mid 50s but i was like how what what is up with that like and she's like well a lot of people watch tv like people by that point were like watching more TV and like we're not going out. Oh, it's really? not. Yeah. And she was she was like, and honestly, it was too complicated of a movie for like the regular. She's like, that's a. She's like, it's a really good, brilliant movie. It's like it's, it's smart. got a, yeah. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of storyline in yeah. it, which I was surprised because like at face value, you're like, oh, this is just a story of like a guy who's going to infiltrate a king's castle or whatever yeah. to like put forth the rightful heir on the throne. But it's like got a lot of plot twists to it so it's not an easy it's not an easy storyline by any means no no it's pretty complicated and um uh yeah and i'm just uh i'm like writing down all the facts here um <laughs> danny k was nominated for a golden globe um in this film so i think it, in some ways people did recognize that it was a really good film it just did not uh-huh. do um a lot at at the box office and um but in the end, it actually became one of the most popular movies on TV. Like it actually did kind of have like a resurgency when they when they did start um, airing it on airing some of these old movies. And a lot of them were like yeah. this, like The Wizard of Oz is a good example of that, too, where, yeah. you know, like they didn't really have a huge box office draw at that time. But then once they put them back on television, people were like, oh, my God, where's this movie been all my life? And I feel right. like that with the court gesture for sure. Yeah, that's how I found it. That's how I found um, my favorite movie, which is Thoroughly Modern Millie. I saw it on like Disney Channel on a Saturday oh, wow. afternoon I, when I was a kid and I was just like what is this special magicness yeah. so I couldn't <laughs> I could imagine I could imagine being at home on a Saturday which is the worst day for television at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon because it's usually some terrible movie or reruns of Perry Mason and it would be this movie would come on and I would li- I would probably lose my mind just seeing this being like what am I watching and why right? have I not seen this before oh so yeah I'm surprised I'm really kind of bummed that I haven't seen this before it is definitely one of those, like, if you have kids or maybe have to take care of kids, it's like, I definitely have a collection of old movies, like, in my mind that I would just, I think every kid should be exposed to. One would be, like, Shirley Temple movies, bar none. Oh, my God, yeah. But then also, yeah. like, Danny Kaye movies. Like, they're so kid-friendly, but then they're so, like, high-level funny and complex, too. And I think the energy is so high that, in a way, it does engage as a kid because it's so fast-paced. And he's so silly, 
And and you know what? The other mm-hmm. thing about yeah. Danny Kaye that I remember even as a kid, because I do remember watching certain movies and being like, I don't know if I like that guy. You know, like you just kind of like, yeah, as a kid, you're like, mm, he's a little creepy. I don't know. But like Danny Kaye, I just was like, oh my God, Danny Kaye's here. Like he's just Danny Kaye's here. <laughs> like it's just, it, it was always like, there was nothing not, like he was almost like a Mr. Rogers. I was just like, yay, I'll watch his movies. You know, like he, there was something so not creepy about him. He's just enchanting, yeah. you know? It's so funny, the joy in your face when you talk about Danny Kaye. Oh, it's is so like, true, though. It's, it's like, like the same level of joy when you're talking about Cary Grant, except for there's uh, no, like, tee-hee giggliness about, like, how pretty he is. It's no, almost, like, I mean, more of, like, a he's just a joy. I love it. He it's is. so much fun. He totally is. I mean, like, we were talking, we even, you know, when we did, like, White Christmas and everything, I mean, he does hold that movie together in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> he's good yeah he does you know i mean bing crosby's 90 years old it's like okay sure yeah yeah him and his his flawless ginger hair <laughs> oh my god his strawberry blonde like waves are so perfect it's just ridiculous every scene is so good <laughs> oh dear lord and then he gets jaunty and upset and they start flipping in his face <laughs> <laughs> which he does a lot in this movie <laughs> totally all right. Well, um, do you want to help uh, go down the rundown of the the synopsis? Uh, sure. Yeah, I, we can talk. I can run you through the movie real fast. So, okay. or real fast. We're gonna stop. We're gonna stop and talk about costumes the entire way. So, yes. yeah. strap yourself in, kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, the court jester, which is set in medieval England, is ruled by the King Roderick, who usurped the throne from the rightful heir. The rightful heir, of course, is a baby. Naturally, and this baby because <laughs> he killed everyone else. <laughs> yes, this baby is went on a rampage. Um, so this baby has a birthmark of a purple. Pur- 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 this baby has a birthmark of a purple. Pur- <laughs> a purple pimpernel on his posterior. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. A purple, a purple pimpernel on his posterior. He's got a little um, old birthmark shaped like a flower he, on his booty. He's got a perfectly. A perfectly shaped flower tattoo <laughs> on his butt, basically. It's so, it's like, that doesn't look like anything else. It's and I like love a Polly Pocket style, like stencil. Pretty know? much, pre- pretty much. And um, apparently all the kings before him had that, that, same, that same birthmark, too, which I was like, that seems dubious at best. Like, I don't know if that, I don't know if that tracks. But, you know what, for this sake of the story, let's just believe it. Imagine um, the vetting system they needed in order to figure out who to, how to kill the rightful heirs. <laughs> Like know, pan- right? pantsing everybody, <laughs> pretty much, or or it could it could have been worse. I guess it could have been a brown starfish. So well, ah, you know. that's true. Whoa. Well, um, we'll pick our battles. Uh, what was that? <laughs> I guess pick our battles. <laughs> I guess it could have been worse. Um, so Danny Cape, as you were saying, plays Hubert Hawkins, who yes. is a circus performer that left his that life behind in order to join the Black Fox and his gang of rebels in support of the true infant king. Um, and he also has this whole um, army of little people with him, too, which was really funny because he does that um, musical number right off the bat about um, nobody off foxes the fox. Yes. Which was... Kind of, which was really funny and awesome. It was like, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, this is charming. And then when they did that weird, like, cutaway, and it the he was like, oh, there's three or four of me. Like, yes. And then all of a sudden, the dudes turned into, like, 
the the little people they literally <laughs> turned into like middle people on each other's shoulders yeah. and they jumped out from each other. I don't. I think I was like kind of like half paying attention. I was like, "What the hell just happened?" I was like so freaked out. I was like, it "Oh, is, how did they do amazing. that?" Yeah, that whole scene and uh, apparently that was a whole like professional troupe. They were called Hermione's Midgets. Okay, that was what? like their name. Yes, wow. they they wow. had uh, that was the credit in in the movie. I did oh, not wow. get to like actually Google them and look them up, but they were uh, like a professional professional troop that had been hired awesome. to be in the movie yeah and so yeah so they there was uh, a lot know. of little people in this movie and there like, was i mm-hmm. mean oh they put it would have rivaled like wizard of oz there was like a ton of them yes they were make yeah. that end scene was re- just bananas it was pretty but, awesome <laughs> yeah it was it was really cool um but like the al fox the fox was a great number i loved it it was so it was really yes. funny um and so the Black Fox, basically what happens is the Black Fox orders Hawkins and the maid Jean, who is played by the smoking hot Glynis Johns. Okay. Can we, we need to take a moment. I know. Oh, please, for Glynis, y'all. Seriously. Glynis, the model for the original Barbie, Glynis Johns. Because she looks so much like like the original Barbie. She serves 1950s, Barbie face. 60. It's crazy. It's craziness. It's like Glynis Johns, Debbie Mazar, and Barbie. They all came from the same, like, the same gene pool. It's ridiculous. So cute. And she's got that smoky, gravelly voice, and I, you're just like, oh, my God. Yep. She is, And everything I mean, she does is so intense and so serious. Yes. And she's like, I feel like her character, it's like, and, and what I love, too, about her character is, well, the whole thing of, like, you know, and again, it's all, it's all a big play and a parody on it. But, you know, Danny Kaye's character has sort of takes on more of the feminine role. And Glennis Johns is more the masculine role. Like she's a captain to the Black Fox, you know, and she right. even has like her own little, you know, almost Peter Pan like looking uniform that she wears with a cowl and looks super cute. And, uh, and, you know, and she's like, you know, the person giving orders and everything and giving orders to Hawkins. And one of Hawkins uh, responsibilities is that he has to hold the baby. He's almost like he's like the, the official like wet nurse, like nurse of the Pretty baby, much, yeah. you know, like or, or uh, nanny of the baby. And so like he has to always hold the baby up and then like show the baby like part of the baby's butt with the birthmark and then everybody's like oh your majesty your That's majesty such a funny scene. and it is really <laughs> hilarious because he's like he's like sir don't you think don't you think you can have a lady doing this? It's like Hawkins. This is your duty. This is the this is the future king of England. You know, like you should be so lucky. And he's like, huh, here's baby butt. Here's baby butt. Here's baby butt. It's like, oh, const- it's like constantly flashing this. the butt of yeah. the baby. It's and then so, and these guys so are like rad. kneeling at his feet, like oh, your Majesty, and like oh, being overcome, you know. And it's just <laughs> they're like kneeling to butt. a baby's butt. They're kneeling it's to a baby's so butt. It's so great. <laughs> I'm sure the comedy was not lost on them. It's so hilarious. Oh, I mean the out takes oh from this God. movie must be priceless. I mean, how can people sure. keep a straight face? And then, and the faces he makes during the whole thing, he looks so uncomfortable. And he's just telling this whole story with his face. And, uh, oh, my dear Lord. It's great. Um, and then, and yeah. then, so, and then after that, like, they're tasked to, um, to take the baby. They're supposed to take the baby to, like, an abbey to get it to safety. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And and so they have to like smuggle it through this territory where, you know, the the king and everybody's out looking for this baby. They know that he's alive. And right. so um so they disguise themselves. Glennis Johns puts on like lady made Renfair clothes, which I am not I mad mean, at, and they are fucking adorable. And one of these days like that is on my bucket list of like shit I'm gonna wear to the Renfair one day. I'm gonna make that outfit and Angela's pink dress. We're gonna talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> anyway, but then but anyway, so Danny Kay dresses like an old man and, oh and he God. does he does like the old age makeup and everything and they have to like smuggle the baby on this carriage of like wine and and of course and, and you know and he's like oh my god you're a girl and and he immediately <laughs> falls in love with glennis johns and that's the thing is like he looks at her and you're like oh that's kind of sexy danny k <laughs> things i didn't see when i was a kid yeah and so yeah um, she is serving up like she's serving like um, uh, medieval she's like medieval wench realness and it's like so cute per, down to like perfect like perfectly opened like front with like the lacing uh, it's like, like Aurora from Sleeping Beauty <laughs> yes it's very quintessential like medieval times realness like it's it all basically so basically this entire movie like spawned the restaurant chain medieval times because it's so Indeed. it's so like like cooking and probably like uh, like so a good. lot of like renaissance fair like i swear to god like properties like i think of like all the fairs like as you know i used to work at one in my high school years <laughs> and like even like all the salad days <laughs> right and but like the properties and like the buildings and stuff looked like that they were painted like that they had that same like hyper color vibe to them and it's so funny and ironic that people are like struggle so hard to be perfectly accurate in their costumes when they go to these things and i'm like you realize you're looking at like that shield is orange like what are you talking about <laughs> like this is like i'm on the set of the court jester but everybody's like oh here's my neck rough and i'm like no we should be i need a I need an Angela Lansbury princess dress in my life, Philip, is what I'm saying. We all do. I mean, yes. so, I mean, well, May Jean looks amazing in, she does. Her, in her outfit. So, I mean, she's wearing, like, she's wearing, like, um, a merry widow and a fucking she's wearing like and a and a girdle and all kinds of stuff under there that's not period accurate. But what's great is her boobs look amazing. Uh, yeah. So. Do what do with what that information which you will like do you know it's it's fine. very like, like a Cinderella rags dress but not ex- not too raggy more but that peasanty clearly, like yeah. hiked up on one side and she looks at, she I swear like a, a Mary Blair sketch it's just adorable fantastic but, um, I loved it and and so they they're like that and and like they they encounter the guards but they pass and then then they have to uh, spend the night oh together God, but him, and take but care of the baby. Doing that. But before, when they were getting interrogated, though, oh, yeah. doing that like de- deaf old guy thing, I oh, was. Oh my god! It was really funny. Like it holds. <laughs> his comedy still holds up. Like and it's then, pretty good. And then like, and he's like trying he's, to listen like, to her. Coughing. And, and she's like doing all these hand signs for like a minute. And he's like, she says no. And he's like, oh, what do you mean? She said no. That's. Uh, and he's like, but all that. And he's like, well, she stutters. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. So stupid. <laughs> I loved it. So good. And yeah, so like you said, they end up at that cabin and they uh, for the night and they end up together alone and the storming, which is super romantic. And taking care yeah. of babies and like Danny Kay's like oh, yeah. super good oh, with right. the baby. Like even if you're not yeah. into babies, like you see this scene, you're like, whoa, you were like really, really good with babies and therefore very, very attractive right now. 
It's right, because I was I noticed that she, he was singing to the baby, and like May Jean just got like crazy moist. No, like, she, she, she was, was like, just like, what? She what, took what one... is going on? <laughs> yes. She was like, I don't care how I... big of a pussy you are. You take care of that baby like the way you would not kill me. So like, I'm thinking yes. you're cool. <laughs> oh my god, so funny. I was like, damn, girl. She was just like sprung on him from minute one. Like yeah. the minute she saw him singing that baby, she's like, and we're done. She's like, I love um, me a funny man who can take care of babies. Who doesn't, actually? Yeah. <laughs> so then they have a beautiful love, well, a beautiful scene in the hay where they lay together and start mugging down, which is good. To, it's always nice to see two beautiful people mug yep. down in the, in the Danny in the K. Bath. kisses her like he wants to have babies with her. <laughs> yes. Um, and that's when she says that she has to, um, they have to restrain themselves because they have to put the king on the throne first. So she just, right. she hatches all the plan, the big plan, which is like, we need someone on the inside that can help get the fox into the castle and they can overthrow the king and all of that stuff. So there's an underground tunnel and a key that only one key that can get you in and out. Yep. So that's the plan that she's hatching. Um, and that just in time for that plan is when Giacomo, the king of jesters and the jester of kings, walks in, who is actually going to be the new jester to the king. Yep. What timing? <laughs> what timing? And it also exactly. just happens to be uh, John Carradine, who is also a famous actor, and um, uh, I believe it's John Carradine, and right? Yes, I saw that John Carradine, but I'm not familiar with. I'm not sure what he's actually famous for well he was an actor back bad. in the day like i think you uh, you know like he was in more older movies but then like he had his sons were keith and david carradine you know that makes sense and yes yeah so you know though you know those carradines i knew though i know those carradines yeah i know that carradine <laughs> See, cast so thousands. Uh, yep and then they um clunk him over the head and then they do the old switcherooski and our friend Danny Kay um, becomes a Giacomo <laughs> in order to take his place and get into the castle and be the inside man for that job. Yep. So it's very exciting. And that's when he, uh, that's when he sings the, that really awesome song about being um, Giacomo, the jester of Kings, which is yep. hilarious. I love that. Was f- that. Danny's Kay's got a really great voice. Oh, I he's love got it. a fabulous just, voice. His singing voice is yeah. so awesome. He just he can do everything. It's crazy. Yep. Oh, and we should also say, meanwhile, at the castle, um, mm-hmm. there's also like a whole sort of other story going on with like the king and his followers because you know he's already killed. He's had to kill all these people in order to be king, so he's got to worry about like conspiracy and stuff. And then he's got a daughter, and the daughter has like a like a sort of a lady in waiting who's also a witch that's Griselda the princess is Gwendolyn is um uh uh, Angela Lansbury and then her then hers her her dad you know the king and she's he's already like well you know in a sense like auctioning her off like he's having this talk about how he's like well I'm just gonna have her marry this this big hulky stupid night guy and she's like no I will not she's like sitting there she looks like she's embroidering her section of the oh, Bayou tapestry. So I don't know. Like, it was yeah. very interesting. And uh, <laughs> It was funny because he had that whole, like, he comes in and starts, like, freaking. It's like they're all free. All the men are freaking out around her. Yes. Like, about how the, the, the child escaped, blah, 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 all this stuff. And they're, like, losing their minds. And she just continues to needlepoint the like, entire oh, time. Father. Like, completely like, unaware. <laughs> it's so funny. If you... Italy, archaeologists, like hundreds of years later, they as they're studying the Bayou tapestry, they're like, huh, there's this one section where there's, like... It looks 
there's like three fairies and maybe <laughs> I don't know like there's a there's like a princess and then everything her, her it's all acrylic blue, blue to pink blue to pink <laughs> and then there's horses what what happened what <laughs> anyway <laughs> um yeah so uh but I had to point that out because that's when she's wearing that amazing blue dress like that blue princess dress oh my god her first yeah the is so, so good cool. like she has like it is quintessential princess it is the best yes. and it is I like and I, I dare you to not think of sleeping beauty at, when you see it, this it's very sleeping beauty it's got that sweetheart neckline yep. it's got like the pointy little pointy crown teeny tiny crown it's so it's really cool yep i mean i and, <sighs> that princess crown i just i need one in my life i don't have one yet so I tried to substitute with this modest tiara this evening, Philip, while just, I was doing No, just a little bit of sparkle. A little sparkle. A little sparkle. A little sparkle. But yes. Looks good on, uh, looks good on you. Thank you very much. It was in honor of uh, Prince, Princess Gwendolyn, who's, you know, kind of a pain in the ass, actually. But she looks <laughs> fabulous. Right. Uh, so her whole storyline is that she doesn't want to marry this Griswold fella who is that, who's some dude who's... But who is uh, loyal to the to the usurper king? Yeah. And in order to basically, he's like he just wants to marry her off to him so that he can like secure even more like men for his for any battles he needs and all of that stuff. Sort yeah. of you know, good old kingdom building crap. <laughs> yep. And then of course, as she is the cliche princess, is like I will never marry you this person you tell me I need to marry. When I marry, I'll marry for love. <laughs> yes. And then we all like roll our eyes at the same time, yes. including the actors. And as yeah. she says, it, Angela Lansby rolls her eyes as she says it. It's great. Um, but I also love as a fact is that after like after there's like a little scene where um, Griselda and Gwendolyn are in her room, and she's basically just like, "If I marry, if I have to marry Griswold, I'm a straight up murder suicide. Oh, yeah. Like we're go, we're both going out. I'm not just go. I'm gonna throw myself off this the highest turret, and I'm gonna take oh, you yeah. with me, bitch. She's like, she's like, hey, come into my room, and she like gives her this. She's like, drink, drink this, and she's like, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, bitch, you drink this poison because if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna kill myself, and you're going down with me, bitch, because I, I can't do this. I can't do this. It's She's like, happen. I'm not marrying. You told me I was going to marry the man of my dreams. And Griswold is not the man of my dreams. It was <laughs> so I was just like, damn, girl, she is kind of mean. Like, yep. She is pretty mean. mean and and pretty psycho. <laughs> And so it's, it's and, hilarious. And the witch is like, oh, oh, no, wait, no, no. Uh, um, er, uh, yeah, like, no, don't think that because. And then all of a sudden you hear like Danny Kay whistling, like the magic that he is just kind of floating in. She's like, oh, wait, look, um, this Giacomo. Yes, he's look, look at him. He's coming in. You know what? He he's your he's your prince. He's who's here he's, for you. Yep. And uh, he will sent be here by soon. the gods. Sem- yeah, sent, sent by, the by the gods. <laughs> and. And then uh, Angela Lansbury holds a knife to her. She's like, I don't believe you. And then she's like, no, wait, no, wait, really? Seriously, I'm going to bring him here in like an hour. I swear. Swear to God. I'll be here. <laughs> I love that she's like basically just like, he's the one who's, you're going to love him. He's You're going to fall in love with him. And she's like, I better. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to fucking murder I'm you. I'm going to fucking cut you. <laughs> I swear to God. And then no one will want you. Oh, that being said, I loved like, her like cape. She was wearing this like velvet cape cowl yes. thing, and it was very she was, cool. 
Yeah, she was wearing, um, Angela Lansbury was like, I am ready to die, and I'm going to wear this black garment to make sure everyone is aware of the fact that I'm about to kill somebody <sighs> and myself. She's like, but I got my crown on top. <laughs> yeah, you know, just, uh, just in case. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, and then Danny Kaye hauls, um, shows up in the castle, and yeah. that's when Ravenhurst um, yeah. greets him because Ravenhurst apparently hired the actual Giacomo as an assassin to assassinate his three rivals in court. Yep. I mean... Who knew? Couldn't have been per- more perfect, right? Yep. <laughs> so the Joker Gia- assassin. Um, <laughs> yes. So Danny Kaye thought, thinks that um, Ravenhurst is his contact on the inside and it actually is a whole mistaken identity. Double mistaken identity. <laughs> Nobody knows anybody. <laughs> and then there's some wonderful back and forth, get it, got it good. Yes. There's some, like, such... Because everybody's assuming all... there's something else and that's what's so great. Yes. Is it like, And it's like, so as the good. audience, you know. You know that the deception. Yeah. But they're talking to each other like, you know, like, Danny Kaye's like, everybody thinks I'm Giacomo. And then the other guys are like, you know, like... They, they know he's here to kill this person. You know, like they just, there's all these assumptions and it's so funny. Fabulous. And then there's like a thousand tongue twisters, which are, I'm not even going to try to pretend that I can know how to say them. Yes. So there's like this whole thing with the Duke and Duchess of, um, in Italy yep. where he came from. What and did the Duke do? Really funny. <laughs> what did the Duke do? <laughs> you know, the Italian court, what other, what better place to court Italian? Exactly. <laughs> Which is riotous to the king, and that's all that really matters, you know. <laughs> yes. Oh, but Danny Kay's outfit, by the way, oh, in please. the Giacomo outfit yes. is, oh my god, is so beautiful. so good. It's all like, like um, burgundy and goldenrod. Yeah. And it's got the party colored, like the two tone party colored pants, you know. Yeah. Like, Very Italian so... Renaissance, like in, yes. in, in, yeah, with the party colored. You know, the different panels, like one leg is a different color than the other leg. And then like the alternate panel of colors on the doublet and the doublet's like short where like just barely covers his junk. And then he's got like, like a little cape, but um, with like the big, it's almost like a huge, it looks like a giant statement necklace, but then they wear it from shoulder to shoulder. And something, yeah, something he picked up at Zara, you know, (laughs) know, the quick. And then I think, you know, and then he's got like, I think the thing that kind of, really pulls it into almost like a 50s or, you know, and that makes it almost more cartoony is like he's got this white collar coming out that's definitely a distinct, like, like kind of pointed shape that it's definitely not a Peter Pan collar, but it gives it that jauntiness that almost looks like more like a drawing versus like I'm historically Mm -hmm. accurate, you know? Um, But, and he looks great and everybody has amazing footwear in this movie too. Like their boots, they have like these cute little like turned up boots and laced up shoes and everything. Just like they're out of a painting. Yeah. They're very like Peter Pan or like Robin Hood-esque style shoes. You know, they're like, they're, I mean, they're completely like you can't. They're not functional at all. No. But they're they're really they're just they make for such a wonderful vision. Yeah, it's it's so the theatrical. The whole thing really looks just like it looks like a, it looks like a very well well like it's it would be like if Bill Gates put on like children's <laughs> theater. Yeah, like, it's just. I mean, that's why <laughs> like this is like, such a great kid friendly. This is such a thing totally, you can like like kids it. and like if you had to like watch a kid. <laughs> watch this movie because you know like if you like you know like say if you had to watch kids and you're like but you don't really like to watch like barney or whatever kids watch today like you could put this in and they would be completely engaged you know like and so all bright colors it's so good um yeah so also in the meantime as well while he's coming to the castle and mistaking everybody for everybody else they're um the 
the king was like, hey, we're going to have a party for Griswold. So yeah. why don't you guys um, do, why don't you guys go find some ladies yeah. and bring them sweep here. Sweep the countryside and bring me some hot the... bitches po- post-haste. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wenches. Lots of wenches. <laughs> it's like a, it's a wench roundup. I mean, it really was. And, and it's funny because, like, of course, Jean gets rounded up because, you know, right. she look at her. And and uh, they somehow end up like towing in her um, her uh, her wagon as well that has the baby in it. So that uh-huh. that kind of gets like sort of handed off. Like she ends up finding someone within the castle. But it's just interesting. She's in this giant wagon full of ladies that I guarantee you the way they're. And again, this is all a parody. It's like the exact opposite of what it would have been like back then. They're all like laughing and smiling and like woohoo. We're you know in the, yes. in the wench wagon, yeah, yeah. and and she's kind of like, around, but every, they're all just like woo, yeah. I guarantee you, back then they would have not been feeling that way. They would have been crying and traumatized, and like problem. kill me, kill me. I'm in the goddamn wench wagon. They, they probably also would have been a lot less clean than these. Oh no, are. please! Like, it would have been a filthy wench a wagon, bit more unkempt. Yeah, salty wench so wagon, funny. salty and gritty. <laughs> Little sandy, sandy witch. (laughs) (laughs) Sandy in here, Philip. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness! Um, Yeah, so so, that's happening, and uh, (laughs) so um, our buddy. Uh, where was I? So they're all, they all basically kind of end up at the castle. Like Jean's ends up at the castle, you know, Giacomo ends up at the castle. Yes. So they, um, so after like he regroups, after he like has his run in with the king and, um, uh, I want to just say Rumpsfeld. (laughs) (laughs) That's the burbs. That's a different movie. (laughs) Um, after he meets up with, why can't I find his name now? Rue. Rue. Basil Rathbone. Yes, Basil Rathbone. Ravenhurst. After he like um, regroups with Ravenhurst and like makes a plan to assassinate people, he goes to his own room, and that's when Griselda comes in and hypnotizes him and said, "You are going. You're basically like you're the the greatest lover in the world, yes. and now you have to go make love to Gwendolyn <laughs> because yeah. because that's what I tell you to do. I'm your master. Now go. Yeah, she just like so ambushes she... him and like you know. Her- <laughs> Assaults yes. him, assaults him with hip, hypnotherapy. Hypnotism, yes. hypnotherapy. Yes. <laughs> and meanwhile, you need to cut down on smoking. <laughs> it's a two, it's two for one deal over at Griselda's. Um, <laughs> so, well played. Um, so he swings on a vine down to her room and looks um oh wait no first he goes to walk out and goes to find her and he yes. runs into um May Jean and but he's under the spell so he doesn't recognize her right. and she um has like pilfered the key that they've been looking for this whole time gives it to him yes. and then he and then the king comes in and is like oh this is the girl that you chose for me let's get her all cleaned up and I'll have my you know yeah. and I'll manhandle her and then um Jean gets <laughs> picked then, to be a special lady <laughs> and um right so then um Danny Kay like goes back to the room and that's when he takes the vi- I don't yeah I'm not sure why he left the room to be for the first place but anyway he ends up back in the room and then he vines it on down to Gwendolyn's house in an amazing outfit by the way his his outfit that he changed into from his traveling oh, garb yeah. to his um uh, his um, hollering at 
Gwendolyn Gard. Oh looks yeah, so it's amazing. an amazing. It's this like fitted black doublet with like the black hose, mm-hmm. and and then there's this beautiful like like gold swirl like appliques and and yep. like um pearls and then he's got like pearl studded sleeves and which are uh, so, gorgeous. so gorgeous i want those sleeves it, it looks really i actually good. made very similar sleeves for halloween a couple years ago when i was the king of spades it's and cool I did. it actually has kind of like an elizabethan well, vibe yeah. to it it's very Elizabethan, and that's what I was going for. I did woven yeah. velvet ribbon, and then I like did the little studs and stuff, but I did them with sequins and beads. Yeah. But this one is gorgeous. And I also love that he's wearing a little tiny capelet. Oh, that's I like know. In the perfectly with, with gold in lame. That period acu- <laughs> in that period accurate gold lame. Like, that is... Tr- love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> exactly. You should totally like, just do this whole costume. Like, it is so good. Like it is really, really. Are you cute. kidding me? I was. I mean, I'm. Well, I mean, we forgot to even talk about his begin, his opening number because when during the credits he was wearing the that court jester. Oh, that's really cute colored, too. And it's like all black on one side and all um, red on the other. Yeah. And it's all like gold. It's all like detailed in gold. And I'm just like, he looks like he looks like the Joker straight out of like a deck of cards. Yeah. So it's amazing. With like, yes, he looks so cool with like a little so headband with like little. Cute. They're almost like antennas. Antenna. Oh, and they're even like bicolored so too. I just, yeah, his costumes, oh like, well, everything, I mean, everything is just so on point. That's yeah. the thing is even if it's like medieval times, kind of medieval or like MGM or like, I would yeah. say MGM medieval, but it's not an MGM movie, but like Hollywood medieval, no. it is like, like what we said about Marie Antoinette, it's like, they're taking all the best things and like, and, and all the fun things and the happy things. And they're like distilling them into this you know, into these beautiful costumes that really just, you know, I mean, they're playing these characters that aren't real either. And they're also doing like huge parodies. Oh, totally. I mean, this is totally like, like a Robin Hood men in tights. Like even when you were talking about Basically. him, like swinging down, like that's totally like a, you know, they're making fun of like Errol Flynn when he did Robin Hood. And like, they're, they're already oh, yeah. making fun of movies that were done in like the twenties, thirties and forties by this time. Like those movies were all already considered kind of like cheesy. And so they were making fun of it by doing this yeah. anyway. And, and then I just love that. Like, yeah, it's just, just when I see this, it totally makes me think of like Robin Hood, Ben and tights, which I, I also love that movie too. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. so stupid. No, I mean, his costumes, I mean, his Giacomo costumes are, they're like some of the coolest looking. They're beautiful. Like, they really kind of went to town on them. They're just so beautiful. They're like opera. Um, they remind so... me of like an opera singer or something. They're just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, they're very. It's all very like stage theater. Mm-hmm. Like it feels very stage theater, which I totally. I, I just, love it. I adore it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> so he gets down to um, Gwendolyn's apartment. Yes. And he's like, he's like, hey, boo. And she's immediately falls in love with him. Immediately. Like, she doesn't take, doesn't even take a Because she's been waiting for him like like a crazy person. (laughs) Yeah, she's got some issues. Um, Someone on her section of the Bayou Tapestry, I'm telling you. Basically, she's just like, she's she's got a one-track mind, and that track is to get, she's trying to, she wants to get hers and get out of the... (laughs) Yes, she actually, she just wants, she wants to marry for love and get the fuck out. Like, I think that's sort of her her desire. Um, and then the king, basically, the king crashes the party. So, um, the so, Danny Kay has to hide in the closet yeah. or behind some curtains. And there's this whole thing with the snapping that brings him out of the right. out of the trance and back into the trance. He's hypnotized this so whole funny. time when he's and talking to the princess. Like he's all like, "I'm Jacko, yes. swing my dick," you know. And so like he's because he's under hypnosis. <laughs> That's how he was able to even like just swing down into her window. 
And then all of a sudden, yes. like when she's having this conversation with her dad, like they start snapping their fingers and he's going, he's like, huh, what? And then it goes back in and, and it's great how he goes back and forth like that, you know, it's, it's so great. <laughs> um, and then that's when they, um, that's when, oh, right. Because Giacomo gives him, gives her the key yeah. and the key, uh, the king discovers the key. So there's like, he's like, you're, he's all this stuff where he basically is like, you're trying to escape and all this stuff. So he yeah. takes the key away, which, um, which really sucks for everybody involved. Yeah. Um, and then he ends up swinging back to, um, after, after making, enough love to Gwendolyn. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> he swings to, uh, Ravenhurst's, uh, apartment. And then they make a plan to poison his, um, his co- consorts or, or his, um, sorry, his enemies at court. Yep. And then he swings back to his room and, Gwen, um, and Griselda basically says, you know, you're done with the trance and you, you basically go to a deep sleep and you won't remember any yes. of and <laughs> Which I'm just like, wait a second though. Does it, won't you need him to remember that? I know. Cause how else would he know that he, he's going to like run away with, Gwendolyn. It's just like, so weird. Like Hollywood magic. He's going to need to take some of this information with him. <laughs> um, but that, but then, actually, but that is when, when he visits Gwendolyn, that's when she's wearing her amazingly fabulous pink dress. Oh, right, yeah. That like is that pink dress. ridiculous. It is so ridiculously wonderful. And oh, <laughs> it is like highlighter pink. I mean, it is, it is so pink. <laughs> And but I but you can even tell even though it's like a super duper bright pink and it's like I've never u- seen extra large rickrack used so good um, as oh I have God, on yeah. her sleeves um, and with the pearls and everything. But I just I love it because there's almost something because it's so technicolor and it's like it's like pink with the silver and, you know, very bold. But at the same time, it's like it's like perfectly fitted, perfectly tailored. And you oh, know, the yeah. fabrics they are using are like probably like silks and satins and really nice. Cause they look amazing on camera. And I just think that's what's oh, so yeah. funny. It's almost like, it's almost like a cheaper cheesy costume, but it was done really, really well. It was done with that like Hollywood yes. finesse of that time. And that is why I love it so much. <laughs> well, you know, what's really funny though is, is like, I feel like the King always looks so cheap compared to everybody yes. else. It's like, he has like kind of like a rinky dinky little crown, a rinky dinky little robe. And like his, but I think that's so great. That's part of the character. Cause he is rinky dink. He is. He's like cheap. Yes. He's new money. He's gross. Right. So it's like, that's what's so great about the costuming Edith had. Cause she puts thought into everything. It's like all these characters oh, yeah. are like, such great like it's like representation through costuming in just such a great way you know but even like you know if you think about like him and um like the the dress that they end up putting on jean and like the princess like everything they have is super shiny and kind of bougie and new money and it's really hilarious and like and how gauche it is but it's still really great too (laughs) i just honestly i i want to see somebody and it might just have to be me because it's like i'm gonna fucking do that dress and wear that to like a renaissance fair one day and just to the horror of everybody i just want to blind everybody with it i don't blame you that or like jeans green dress because it's just i love that they're like they're so like disgustingly not period but they're so adorable too it would just be like so much yeah it's like a beautiful like it's like such a like a beautiful like tinkerbell green. Oh, they it's are so, yeah like perfectly like it's so it's all very the cut like, of the dress is so it's flattering like yeah exactly it's so, beautiful. so oh. yeah anyway oh my. <laughs> um 
Well, if you go in the green dress, I'll go in his black and red gold. Oh, yeah, because that's, I mean, that's kind of what's up next. Like, they, because they dollar up. Like, they take Jean away because she's going to be one of the king's special ladies to sit at his side. Mm -hmm. And uh, so so they take her away and, like, gussy her up. And uh, Giacomo takes a nap and then wakes up. and, And then she's, and they dress her in this crazy green technicolor dress that very similar to Gwendolyn's it's off the shoulder it has the pointed bodice it's super duper tight fitted bodice with the real full skirt and like long flowing sleeves and then it has like these tight fitted undersleeves but it's all like this just just acid green satin and um yep. with this gold trim and uh that's and it's all it's all off the shoulder she looks beautiful like the color so looks beautiful. amazing on her actually it's like mm-hmm. that is a tough color and she pulls it off yeah that's a tough color for white girl i'm not, I'm just gonna say like that yeah and she pulls it off beautifully yeah. i think it helps that she has like brown hair i think so well, too if she was blonde it wouldn't have oh no no it would have sallow but. yeah it just but yeah it she, they they do so it, it it looks it looks great on her you know mm-hmm. yeah agreed totally so at that evening's ban- um, at that evening's banquet, Hawkins, as the jester, has to entertain the court while hiding the fact that the infant king is in a basket under their noses because there's was this whole mix up oh, as yeah. opposed like if he had the key and all that stuff. So they ended up giving the basket to him. His um his inside contact gave him the basket and was like, here, use the key. And he's like, I don't have the key. <laughs> like the king has the key. Everyone's like no. kind of aware of it, like right at the last second when they couldn't do anything about it. So um basically he does the he, he has to sing a song and he has to entertain the um the court in order to distract them and then Maid Jean is able to scurry away with the baby before yeah. anybody finds out. And then Griselda poisons Ravenhurst's enemies and Yes. Um and then while there's a toast and it basically the deaths are treated with very little concern from anyone, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. They're just like, get these out of here. If anything, everybody's like, oh, we should all stop drinking our drinks right now because maybe that'll happen yeah. to us. Don't even, <laughs> they didn't even investigate anything. They're just like, eh, oh, shit happens. Um, moving on. Um, and then um, in the hubbub, uh, Ravenhurst realizes or is told by his contact that that isn't the actual the Giacomo that he was that he was in contact oh, yeah. with. So they're like, oh no, that's not Giacomo. And it's funny because this and, whole other um, time, like, I, I what I love is like throughout this whole other time before he got here, they were like, oh my god, the guy is a genius. Look at him. he's just killing off people right and left. We didn't even ask him. He's just doing it. Yeah. And that's all because Griselda overheard them. They were like, well, this this has got to work. Like we've got to go through with these you know like like these killings need to happen or you know like all these other things won't go into place and that would mean she would die so she made sure that those guys died but they just assumed it was him so like when they start getting killed off one by one they're like oh that's astounding Oh, that guy's a genius, you know. And and meanwhile, Danny Kay's like, ah, 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 people are dying, you know. Like it's really funny. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh my god! But his costume that he's wearing in this oh, is like yeah. is like it's just like a deck of cards, Harlequin. bicycle brand, yeah. But it's like bicycle brand playing cards, 
jester. It's a joker. It's so beautiful. It's like all red and black. He has gold sleeves. And but I also love is that the sleeves, the over sleeves are like really long and all have the points on them that all have the bells on the ends of them. I'm like, I want to do that. That would be (laughs) such a cute jester costume. Yeah. And I love how there's like little bells on like the point of every because it's almost like window pane and like it's got that dagger hem and then like little bells on the like it just and it looks really fancy. I mean, like his costumes are very rich and sumptuous looking, you know, like they it's like he's a jester. It's very very fancy jester, you know. Yeah, it's like a very like very expensive, super expensive Mardi Gras yeah. costume. Love yeah. it. I'm like, if oh, if Mardi yeah, Gras looked totally. like this, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Mm, this but would I be just a know nice... it's frat boys and puke. Oh, but this would be such a good like if you went to like a high dollar party, this would deliver the goods. Mm-hmm. This would that would be perfect. Yeah, it sure would. Wow. Yeah. Also, Gwendolyn's dress because she's wearing that blue number again, which I love. And she looks yes, so good, but, but she's, she's got the ermine with the ermine cape <laughs> that looks super mm-hmm. cheesy on her and bougie yes. new money. <laughs> it looks so good, though. <laughs> I know. She oh looks amazing. I think it's just a really a, a oh, trip to see her because has... it's Jessica Fletcher, you know, <laughs> Pr- oh, Princess yeah, Jessica totally. Fletcher. I mean, <laughs> and you know what? The Jessica Fletcher adage um, always holds up because whenever Jessica Fletcher comes to dinner, somebody dies. Oh, so, there you go. Like, it there happened here. Go. One, two, um, three. It happened there, too. Um, but actually, too, I um, Ravenhurst has really amazing costumes, too. Oh, He's yeah. He's got this, like, like vertical, like, it's, like, party-colored, like, um, doublet on one side. It's, like, it's all, like, deep purple, almost black. Yeah. And then it's got gold accents. And then the one side's all, like, gold, mostly gold with, like, black underneath it. But then yeah. he has an earlier doublet, too, that's all burgundy with, like, and it's got the sequin sleeves. It's got, like, Oh, yeah, that, that one's all, really, like, really cool. Sequin. I was, like, Yeah, what? with all the gold trim, and it's, like, red velvet yeah yeah i mean he looks great all of his are like they're all like tunic length doublets and stuff and like all of these are like that kind of i guess i don't know if it's like like, well it'd be like medieval like late medieval italian renaissance where it's like um it reminds me of like franco zeffiroli's romeo and juliet like all the doublets just barely cover Mm -hmm. the goods and like they're kind of short yeah and you know (laughs) and sometimes you see them and uh but they're all like really sumptuous like really sumptuous and 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 then they have like really cute boots and shoes uh and really jaunty hats beautifully very beautifully made um uh but what was i gonna say about something about the goods Gonna say something about the, <laughs> the doublets barely cover the goods. Um, anyway, but oh yeah, <laughs> no. Um, I Google image searched Basil Rathbone, and this young picture came up, and he had like a little, like tiny little, like Van Dyke style beard. Oh and yeah, I was just like okay. Well, he was like a world class fencer. That's what's so great too about the, was, another thing about this movie: quality fencing scenes. <laughs> he was a heartthrob back oh, yeah. in the day, though. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Damn girl. Yeah, yeah he looked like good. Young Razzle Rathbone. Mm-hmm. He can rath my bones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's yeah. No, he was great. Uh, he, and he was great, and he also played Sherlock Holmes too, which I was super into. Like the older. Yes, like, I read yeah. that. Yeah, it was. He was amazing. Um, but yeah, so he's a uh, 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 good old Danny Kay has to sing for his supper and, and sort of distract everybody from the baby, and then. Um, uh, and then uh, Griswold is there. He, you know, he shows up and he's the yeah, knight. Yeah, Griswold shows up. And and they're like, you know, and he's she's like, I'm not, you know, Gwendolyn's like, I'm not gonna marry you. I don't like you. You're big and stinky. 
and <laughs> you're big and stinky. <laughs> and and then also like uh, they everybody uncovers the fact that Danny Kay, you mean you know Hawkins is not Giacomo. So there's like you know so that all kind of goes down. And yes. uh, but then they decide in order to um, uh, like. They want to. It's it's a whole conspiracy thing. But in order to, to all kind of click into place, they need to make Hawkins a knight, and so they right because <laughs> the um because Gwendolyn's like I'm not marrying um she's like I'm not marrying Gr- um Griswold because I'm in love with yes. Giacomo and he's my one true love. And then there's this whole thing where Griswold's like, well, I can't even challenge him for his hand because he's not he's a not a knight exactly. So right. So they're like, well, we'll knight we'll knight the motherfucker, yeah. and then you can fight him, and then you can. Kill kill him and then you can have Gwendolyn yep. it's like it's just a matter of semantics and so they like fast track him through the knighting process which apparently takes years but they do it in like minutes <laughs> and it's just really funny like they it's all like sped up and apparently that's actually all of that marching and stuff that they were doing was actually done by another like a I guess I don't know if it's a professional group or you know but they were called the American Legion Zouaves, um, yeah, American Legion Zouaves from Jackson, Michigan, and they were kind of like a reenactment group who would do this, who would huh. do these kind of like marches and stuff like that. And so that those weren't just extras; those were people who were actually like trained in how to do all that complicated marching that like Danny Kay got like caught up in, you know. <laughs> and then like his his gold tights started falling down, and that was really funny too. <laughs> that outfit was crazy; like he was wearing like a gold May like tunic and tights and like a white vest or something. And like at some point they start coming down, and he kind of has like penguin pants, and <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> But yeah, like the knighting cross is oh, all like at 1.5 and he goes through it really fast and um, and uh, so that he can like hurry, hurry up and, and fight Griswold. But during the knighting process too, or like um, uh, that's also when um, Jean ends up wearing this amazing like orange red dress that they change her into. Yeah. And it's also off that, the like, shoulder. Yes. So yeah. And it's got like same kind of silhouette. Um, that's like very fitted. Um, but then with like the flared, like long full length skirt fitted sleeves that are kind of like studded with, they almost look like gold beads or pearls. And then it almost has like these little flutter yeah. sleeves on top of that, but it's so pretty and flattering and she looks so cute. Her waist is so tiny. She's got like the best figure <laughs> and, and she looks so she cute. Does. And she's like running around in that. And then um, Princess Gwendolyn is in this amazing white dress with like gold lame, uh-huh. like like long sleeves that are like lined in gold lame. And and then this like tomato red veil. It's all very strange, but it's still beautiful at it's the same so, time. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Um, and it's just, so, yeah, because May Jean also is like trying to get the key yes. and contact yes. out to um, the the black fox to get him to try and save the day and stuff so there's like this yes. whole uh, thing meanwhile jean's like, actually trying to, trying to get shit done while yeah, danny k's via, being funny she's, yeah she's getting things done via pigeons yes there's a lot of pigeons <laughs> just being very... flown back and forth but that's what again you know role reversal <laughs> it's like, like the cute and the entertainment and all that kind of you know stuff and the love story all that went to the man and then like the person was actually like getting all the like intel and like logistics and all the like you know things kind of done on the inside that were more 
you know, getting down to business was being done by Jean. You know, like everything she was done was pretty serious. And then every every time she was actually like the king would like like her, she had to be really pretty. She would always just either not say anything or she was like, oh, no, I could just never be in the shadow of your highness. You know, and everybody's like, oh, aren't you cute? So it's like no one ever really suspected that she was like, you know, this mastermind, like getting all these things done behind the scenes, which was great. <laughs> right. Adding to the parody. Um, and that's after. Yes. So after they uh, after they knight him in that really long in that really um, hilarious process and marching and all of that stuff, they are like, "Well, it's time to joust, and it's time for <laughs> you and Griswold to go at it." So of oh, course, yes. Gwendolyn takes the opportunity to tell Gr- to tell Griselda, "Remember, this murder suicide yep. thing is not off the table. If he dies, you <laughs> so die. If he dies, you die." So she's got to bring out her old <laughs> poison is- pills. She's a dead serious bitch. So um, Griselda puts the uh, she poisons the wine that's going to be used at the toast prior to the to the um, to the joust. Yes. But in the meantime, when uh, Danny Kay is getting ready, lightning strikes his armor to and makes it into a giant magnet, <laughs> which is <laughs> hilarious. Hijinks are going to ensue. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, naturally. I mean, that's what happens when you get struck when your armor gets struck by lightning. <laughs> um, so he, she, uh, she poisons the toast, and there's this wonder. Apparently, this this next tongue twister: the pellet with the poison is in the vessel with the vessel, and the chalice from the palace holds the brew. That is true. Yes, and there's a whole world war- play with that, and it's really great because, yes. like, she goes to tell Jean and. And Hawkins, but then one of the henchmen for the knight hears this as well, so he tries to pass this information back to the knight. And so both the knight and Hawkins are trying to remember this saying while they're walking up there at the same time, like so that they don't <laughs> die, basically, so that they pick the right one. Basically. And they <laughs> and they end up fighting for it in the end and they cancel the whole toast, but that is like actually a very, very famous sort of like a scene from that movie that a lot of people remember is, you know, uh, the vessel with the pestle, the pellet with the poison, and the, you know, the chalice and the palace of the brew that is true, you know, and, and it's like a whole thing that goes back and forth, but it's fantastic. Oh. Apparently, his daughter was saying that that like people yes. would <laughs> see meet his so people would see Danny Kaye in public and they would just start like reciting that entire <laughs> thing to him like up until the like up for like all the, the rest of his life yeah so if this movie made a decent impact despite the fact that it didn't do well at the box office yeah I guess this indication of it it just became like it became like a bit of a cult phenomenon. yeah like I think it's one of the things like yeah like you were saying when when people think of him remember him they remember this movie and how can you not he's just adorable this movie movie's fantastic and it's so funny it's really but they do their whole like so knighting and the, you know like it's all comedy bears and they have to try to joust and you know through luck oh like God, you know it, like and that's the thing like all the things that happen they don't expect like he ends up winning it he ends up knocking the the knight off of his horse you know a griswold off yeah. of his horse and uh and winning that and then that everybody's like, oh, that's confusing. But then in because <laughs> they didn't really know what to do after that. They're like, well, right, yeah, that was that wasn't not supposed on, to happen. It wasn't in and the they're script. like, well, fuck it, you're getting arrested for treason anyway, you know? Yeah, right. Yes. And uh, um, so him and Jane get a Jean get arrested, and um, and they're like facing the 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 court, I guess. Yes. 
And that's when um, the uh, the little people start coming in because yes. the 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 black fox is working on getting through the tunnel and it collapses and there isn't enough room for any but grown men to get through. So then yes. he calls all the army of little guys to come in and they all start sort of like setting up shop in there to like basically ambush the entire um, court and all the soldiers and stuff and Griswold's in there. It's like a whole thing and uh, or no Griswold had left because right. he was um, ashamed and then so they have this crazy sequence which is amazing of all these little people like attacking everybody and like eventually like taking soldiers and like dumping them into the into the moat it's with, amazing with people people get catapulted so. into the sea uh glennis johns is getting so. it done she's like at the end of it like i'm pulling the trigger you know <laughs> getting the, yes. getting people slung out there she's opening it's the gate great. She's yeah sure she's taking care of business you like, know as her character it's dictates. Like a huge, huge sequence. It's so it's amazing. Just yeah. all the like the amount of people they had in this fight sequence is amazing. And then Ravenhurst and um, sorry, Ravenhurst and uh, Danny Kay end up in a sword fight at the end. And he's not a very good fencer. And of course, Glennis Johns Gwendolyn is like, hey, <laughs> guess what? I'm still not. I'm still not into this. Like murder suicide is still on the table. Yeah. So Griselda's like, Jesus Christ. So she then hypnotizes him to make him into the best swordsman of the world. And then he just start. There's an amazing fight sequence between Danny Kaye and um, Ray yes. um Basil Rathbone, and it's hilarious. And then at, and then of course there's the snapping, which takes him out of it and puts him back <laughs> in it. It's it's so funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. And um. Basil Rathbone is, you get to see some really great sword fighting, which is wonderful. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I know um, he was 62 when he did this movie. Um, and yeah. uh, Danny Kaye actually learned, he picked up everything from him. And he, Danny Kaye was just known for just picking up and copying people. He was just really good at that. And he he almost got a little too good for him. Like there are some, I guess, some scenes where um, they he had to use um, a stunt, Basil Rathbone had to use a stunt double for some of the more... Um, you know, uh, just more active scenes, but you can't really tell. Right, the aggressive yeah, the more fighting, aggressive yeah. fighting because he was almost like he's like, "Whoa, dude! <laughs> like, hold up! <laughs> Whoa, you're a little too good. <laughs> easy yeah, now, easy man. now. I'm 62, so um, <laughs> yeah. But but it was still really great. I mean, and it, everybody's so funny in this movie. Like they just and I like I said, even I remember watching this as a little kid, and and I remember even as a little kid knowing that these people were joking. It's sort of like, like I'm a huge fan, huge, huge fan of the old Batman TV series. And I feel like, and I remember watching this and, and that TV show around that same time. And like, even like seven, eight years old, I knew they were joking. Like I got it. Like yeah. I knew that it was I, fake, yeah. but I loved it. I still like, I just was, cause I knew that there were like real grownups who were taking it seriously. And so it was like I, we were all in on the joke, you know, and I got the sarcasm. Like, I guess as a little kid, I understood sarcasm. Like, I knew what they were doing, and I loved it. Yeah, it's funny because even watching it as an adult, I was just laughing at just, like, the sheer yeah. ridiculousness of how, like, what they were doing. I was like, this is pretty yeah. funny that they're, like, even the fact that they just took it seriously enough to make a just movie. Just enough. It's like a Mel Brooks movie. That's where I'm just, like, it's like <laughs> yeah, your mind's it of, like, really young is. Frankenstein or something like that. Or, you know, it's just, it's it's along those levels where you're just, like... This is ridiculous, and and it's 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 delicious. <laughs> you just you love it, um, yeah. and yeah. Um, <laughs> so after um, they launch uh, Ravenhurst off the castle, because he they they end the fight by get, launching him off the catapult, and that's when uh, Griswold comes back to defend the king, 
and they then basically reveal that they've been protecting the rightful king, which is the, um, <laughs> the, the infant with the purple pimpernel on his posterior. So there's another series of Flash and the Baby Boy. Yeah, the word like <laughs> Danny Kay, like I'm sorry, um, uh, Hawkins has to go into his royal nanny mode and like flash his butt to everybody, <laughs> even like the former king and then Griswold. Everybody's like, yeah. Yo, Majesty. You know, like they'll have to like bow to the baby butt. Bow to the baby butt. And that's just funny. Like, there's one point where he's like, he goes to the the former king and he like shows it to him and he doesn't do anything. He's like, oh, here it is. <laughs> like puts he like shoves the baby. He butt just like looks. Him. Yeah, he's like, fell to the baby butt. You know. <laughs> uh, that's what the name of this movie is: the court jester or bow to the baby butt. <laughs> <laughs> bow to the baby butt. Oh my god. Um. And then they, um, and then they all, every the rightful king is on the throne, and everyone's all happy, and um, they close with a reprise of the opening yep. song, which is "Life Couldn't Possibly Better yes. Be," which was adorable. it's super song. adorable. Love that song. Yeah, me too. Oh. And yeah, and so that's the movie. It's really great. It was so much fun to watch, and um, it was really I, fun. I, I own, I already like uh, own this in my Amazon library. I like to watch it every few years, and like I said, one of those, one of those dresses are on my bucket list. Like I got to do one of them, either a jean <laughs> dress or a Gwendolyn dress. One of these days, it's gonna happen. But I always find it super inspiring, awesome. and I feel like even a lot of times when I do like make costumes or do stuff like that, I feel like I'm always kind of looking at things through a court jester filter. Like I'm a whimsy first girl and so is philip and that's like i feel like this <laughs> this is such an example of like whimsy first you know and it's just delightful <laughs> and uh you know like we've talked about before it's like incorporating all those best elements or those like historical nuances and maybe then like giving them a smattering of sequins and it's just it's <laughs> wonderful it's wonderful <laughs> yeah. or in my case instead of a smattering or an encrustation like, of <laughs> just <sequins>. encrusted <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this heavy? Is this not? He- is this ha- how much does this weigh? Fifteen pounds? I could add five more. Four stars. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so, do we have anything else to talk about this movie in closing? Um, Other than, uh, let's see. Do we covered it all? Uh, no, uh, I mean, Johns is yeah, a babe. Yeah, love it so much. Angel um, Lansbury kills Basil it. Basil Rathbone. Yeah, they're all amazing. Yeah. Bells Rathbone is awesome. Danny Kaye is, yeah. is a fox. Yeah, we see this movie. Um, it's yeah. it's worth it. Um, yeah, watch it. It's a great yeah. movie. Yeah, and if you ha- um and if you're a costumer, definitely um you know go to Ren Fair. Oh dresses, please, I, I jester, just can we have know? a court? I just It'd be awesome. But seriously, let's get a horse. So yeah. Fun. Well, we were talking about maybe like an old Hollywood realness costuming group, and we could just all go and have like a court jester vibe or like a kind of a Mary Blair sort of disney vibe when we go be good we'll, we'll be blend awesome. in with the scenery it'll be perfect yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be so sweet yeah um or we could be the bards <sighs> where we're the you know the traveling troupe of actors so much twirling um, i can't wait <laughs> <laughs> well in the meantime uh you guys can uh, <laughs> in between twirls you can hook up in between with twirls and pearls <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can hook up with us on social media. Um, we're on Facebook at Old Hollywood Realness. We're on Twitter at, at OHR Podcast. And on Instagram, it's at in Old Hollywood Realness. So hit us up. Let us know what you think. Give us four stars and rate and review and subscribe on 
iTunes and Google Play. That'd be sweet. Love to hear back some feedback yeah. from you guys. Um, you guys are welcome to email us um, any questions, any comments. Let us know what you think. Any movie recommendations? <laughs> anything you know? Thoughts, prayers. Uh, you can catch us at um, oldhollywoodrealness at gmail .com. And then you can also check us. Check out our website. We're gonna be posting, and we I've been meaning to talk about this. We post. We do all the screen caps of the movie that have like basically a rundown of the entire yes. movie, and we post them on our website. So if you go to our website and go to the episodes, it has like um, uh, most of them. We're working on. The some of the back catalog yep, actually. That's too. right. So um, we started doing this with Laura and then they've only gotten more and more robust. Yeah. So you can see the rundown of the costumes from the movie. Yeah. So it gives you like a good visual reference. They're kind of storyboarded so. out in the way like, you know, um, in the way that the, the movie goes. So it's really easy to yeah. just kind of scroll along and see how the movie progresses and everything. And, and um, yep. and then there might be some occasional montages of more costumes and stuff for everybody's reference. <laughs> Yeah, check it out. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, and uh, one last thing, we gotta—I've been—we uh, gotta give a shout out to our buddy Hal Lublin for giving us his vocal talents for the opening of the podcast. Yes. Um, so, and in the meantime, thanks for listening to OHR. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>